0: We're uh, continuing our look into the last words of Jesus when he was on the cross. Last words are treated with special importance... ...and we see through, through scripture how uh, those at near death call people close to them... ...and transmit important messages. And so we also believe that in, in Jesus' final words when he was on the cross... Uh, There is a lot for us to gather from that and so today we're going to be looking at John chapter 19 verses 28 through 29 I'd like to invite you to stand if you're able for the reading of the gospel After this when Jesus knew that all was now finished he said in order to fulfill the scripture I am thirsty A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Gracious Lord, thank you for the opportunity that I have this morning to share, the, uh, share your word. I pray, God, that we would uh, find ourselves encouraged by it and learn how to live out our faith, God, through the, through what, the messages that you have for us in the last words of Jesus. I give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I am thirsty. Such a simple statement in the middle of such consequential circumstances Jesus' statement of thirst seems almost out of place in the context of what is a world-altering set of events. With so much intentionality in the scripture around the words of Jesus, what would be the purpose of including that Jesus was thirsty when he was on the cross in the Gospels? The simple statement stands out even more starkly when you look and see that it's only recorded in the Gospel of John. The other writers of the Gospel didn't include it in their account of the crucifixion. Uh, And John is, if if you've read it, kind of a different book. It's it's different from the other other three Gospels. Uh, John devotes in his Gospel uh, a lot of time to detailing these interactions that Jesus has with normal people. And it's in these interactions with Jesus... uh, ...that you see... ...both Jesus' divinity... ...that He is the Son of God... ...like that, that is the... ...that's the purpose of the book... ...but then you also see in these interactions... ...His humanity... ...these normal conversations that He's having with people... ...and those are... ...it's a powerful look into... ...Jesus being both God and man... ...and that mystery that Jesus... ...was fully God and fully man is something that has been wrestled with from the beginning of the faith. And even as far back as when John would have been writing his gospel, there were those that were teaching uh, things, trying to work this out in their head and maybe going in the wrong direction. Teaching things like, Jesus wasn't really a human. He only appeared to be a person. He was a spirit. So, when he was on the cross, he wasn't actually suffering on the cross. He only appeared to be, because he was a spirit. And he was just... Casting off the look of, of, of humans. And so when he died, a spirit can't die, so Jesus didn't really die. He just appeared to die. But John's gospel spends a lot of time trying to establish that no, Jesus was a person, he was fully God and fully human. So John could have been being, inten- was being intentional when he told us that Jesus was thirsty before he died. Just like in other parts of his book, John showing us the humanity of Jesus. He was more than just a spirit that was only appearing to suffer. He was flesh and blood, innocent of all sin, but suffering under the power of the Roman Empire, being put to death, battered and bruised and thirsty, so very thirsty. The hours of pain And the ordeal that Jesus had been through had left him dry. Jesus walked the the same paths that other humans walked. He felt the heat of the sun. He felt the, the pain that was inflicted on him. And he felt thirst. And then he died. Following the path that all humans eventually follow. The path of death. Jesus tells us, John tells us that Jesus felt physical thirst. But there are other kinds of thirst that we can feel as well. Thirst, it just signals, the word signals a desire for something, a need, a craving. When your body needs water, you feel thirsty. But humans, we're pretty complicated creatures. We don't just crave water and food. We thirst for other things as well. And these other thirsts that we have, they can be just as all-consuming and powerful as when we've been working outside all day and sweating and you're just, all you can think about is getting something to drink. Well, those other thirsts, they can be just as powerful as that. There are these thirsts that come from our soul, the need for love, acceptance, looking for meaning. ...looking for that feeling of connection that happens in intimate relationships... ...and when you don't have those relationships... ...the craving that happens while you search for them. Then there are thirsts that are more material in nature. The thirst for money and possessions... ...status, power, importance. The thirst for all the temporal things that fill up our lives... ...the gadgets and the the goods and the food... Humans are overall pretty thirsty creatures. The Samaritan woman at the well, she was thirsting for something. What she had in her life up to that point, it hadn't been enough. It hadn't filled her thirst. I don't know what had happened in her life up to that point that had led to her having five husbands. The story doesn't really tell us. But we do know she wasn't coming to the well at the same time as all the other people who would have been drawing water were. They would have been coming at the beginning in the cool of the day. She's there at noon, in the hottest part of the day, drawing water by herself. So it tells us that she probably didn't feel welcomed in the social environment that had gathered around that well where people would get together and talk about what's going on. She might have been an outcast, which is why she was alone. But she found in someone, she found in Jesus, someone to draw her back in, as he did with so many other outcasts that he met in his life. Jesus recognized in her a thirst, and he had an answer, that what she needed was spiritual, and so he reached out to her. I've seen it said that humans have a God-sized hole that they try to fill, and maybe all of these other thirsts that we have they come out of that need that we have in our spirit for something. And so we direct our attention to trying to quench that thirst. Without ever getting what we really need. And so then we never really feel satisfied. Maybe we try to satisfy ourselves with that new car. A new job. New friends. Maybe a new romantic partner. But do those things ever really satisfy? Do they feel The thirst that you have. None of those things are bad in itself to want. Getting nice things is not a bad thing. It's it's normal to want them. But what happens if you do get those things that you want and that you're thirsting after? And after you get them, you don't feel satisfied. That thirst still remains. Do you try it again? Do you see if maybe that next thing that you can get is going to be the thing that fills, fills the void and makes you feel satisfied finally quenches the thirst? Do you try it and hope for different results? Or is there something else for us? Jesus told the Samaritan woman, if you knew the gift of God and who it was that was asking you for a drink, you would ask and I would give you living water. The water that comes from this well, it's not going to quench your thirst forever. You're going to be thirsty tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and you're going to have to keep coming back to this well. But the living water that I can give you That's going to satisfy your spirit forever. And it's going to become a a, a spring gushing out into eternal life. The woman, as we heard, got what she needed from Jesus. She found her connection to God. She needed the physical water of the well. But she also longed for the spiritual water that Jesus was offering. And offered again when he said in John 7, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me." And let the ones who believe in me drink. Drink from the love of God. God's forgiveness. God's hope, joy, peace, and purpose. Drink from the things that really can satisfy and fill our lives. Jesus' death on the cross... ...it's a call to satisfy our thirsts through Him. And by Jesus' message of forgiveness and love to all. And this living water, it's meant for everyone... It's never going to run out. It's meant for you and your family and your friends... ...and your town and, the, and our state and the country. Everyone. Everyone is being called to God. Called to this living water that He can provide. The spiritual quenching that God is offering... ...it's not to say that we're never going to be thirsty again. We're going to want, stop wanting those other things that call us... ...and call for our attention... But what it will do is help keep those things in perspective to know that we're satisfied because God loves us, that we have his spirit in us, that the things of God are what are there to satisfy us, and that those other things are really good and we can have them in our life and enjoy them, but they're not going to provide that ultimate thing that we're thirsting for. It can help us keep those things in their proper place. So where do you turn for satisfaction? When you feel that thirst in your soul. Jesus' death and resurrection calls us to turn to him. Instead of those other sources that pull us and distract us... ...and we can spend so much time trying to collect. God offers us living water. wants us to have that spring of living water bubbling in our soul. Knowing that we're forgiven, loved, and accepted by God. There's nothing that we can do that can separate us from it. Through the thirsting of one... Through what Jesus did, God brought us salvation, showed us his love, spiritual thirst quenching for all. And he says, Come to me, drink from this cup, all of you. Have that living water inside you. I'm here to quench your thirst. And may that be so in all of our lives. Amen.